Hey everyone, welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise. My name is Kyle Pucko, and we're here today with Jill Albin, founder and CEO of Ahead by Eleven. We talk all about what that name means in today's episode. Jill talks to us about strategic marketing planning, building brand awareness, and tactical marketing. Enjoy the episode. Cool. Well, here we are back with Cutting Through the Noise, and we're here with Jill Albin, founder and CEO of Ahead by Eleven. Jill, welcome to Pintler Group HQ. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Of course, and we just went over to Drum Coffee, and I forgot my mask because I've been sort of like celebrating this I know. freeness that uh, the CDC announced. Yeah. Um, so you you got a coffee, and I said, I'm good, so I've got my tea, but we're, we're ready to rock here. Yeah. Um, Ahead by Eleven. Ahead by 11. Tell yes. us about one. Let's start with what is Ahead by 11 and then maybe what is the name? Where, where did the name come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, so Ahead by 11 is my new company. It's I just started it about five months ago. Um, this is my first solo venture and it's a marketing consulting company. Right now it's a company of one, myself. Um, and as I'm working with my starter clients and setting up some campaigns, I do love to create relationships um, with other organizations just like Pintler to help execute on many campaigns. So that's how you and I met over a project. And yeah, excited yeah. to get to know you and your team. And Super cool. Yeah. Um, and you have, a, you have a really impressive background in marketing oh. and strategic marketing. Um, and it sounds like that's what Ahead by 11 is focused on is the strategic marketing planning, building brand awareness. And, yeah. and also tactical marketing. Um, yeah. Is th those are th these are things I'm guessing you've developed working as an employee yes. with some great companies yes. and then decided, hey, that there's this opportunity that exists in the market. Can you explain sort of how, how that evolved? Yeah, of course. It's I think it's also a, a bit of a more personal story in terms of my vision and what I've wanted to create for myself for a long time. So I'll speak to that a little cool. bit too. Hopefully it resonates for folks. Um, and before I do, I'll just tell you what ahead by like the origin of the name, yeah. because people have been asking me and like, it's like, oh, this is kind of an intriguing name. Like, what does this mean? Um, so I struggled to come up with a name for, you know, this venture. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, do I call it like Jill Albin marketing? No, boring. Right. Like, <laughs> sure. and especially with what I'm up to and, um, what I want to help other people build, it felt really important for me to like plant that right seed at the origin of the name. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, my birthday is on 11, 11. And also, um, this is a little groovy, but in numerology, my life path number is 11. So I'm like, okay, so 11 is like, it's just in my orbit. Let's play with this. And then, um, you know, there's that like Shakespearean saying, I think it, I think it comes from Shakespeare where it's like by the 11th hour, which essentially implies that you're running behind. Oh. So I played with that and was like, okay, so why not ahead by 11? Ahead by 11. Yeah. And I liked the play on like, it feels a little competitive, um, I love to run and bike and, you know, yeah. do all sorts of things in Montana's mountains. So, so I liked that element of it. So I went with that. Yeah. And to your question, yeah, I have been, um, in particular, I guess, gosh, it's been the past 10 to 14 years, um, really focused as an employee on leading teams to execute on marketing initiatives for whatever company I might've been employed for at the time. And so, I, I cut my teeth professionally here locally at the Clark Fork Coalition, um, directing their outreach and, and marketing. And, you know, back then, 
Well, number one, when you work for a nonprofit, you wear a lot of hats regardless, right? So you learn right. how to be scrappy. You learn a lot of different skills. Um, and that we like my, myself and a couple of my other colleagues, like we created the website, like built the website. Right. We inward built this in WordPress. We built the social the media. And then we're fundraising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget the summer that I was building the website. You know, I'm not a web developer. Right. I like deleted half the pages somehow. Oh my God. It's like, oh my God. But I um, <laughs> found them and just say, you know, I'll never forget that afternoon sitting there. It was like summer. It was hot. I was like sweating in my room. Anyway. Yep. And there's this panic that just sets yeah. in. Like, oh, those pages are just gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. All that work. Um, but a, a big part of that work, of course, is build was building relationships locally, which I, I really enjoy. Um, and I also began to really learn a lot and and to and to elevate myself to think a little bit more strategically and then I in I think it was in 2013 I moved over to the Namchak Foundation which is a local foundation in the wellness space and I had never worked in wellness before um you know now looking back it kind of it's like oh you know that's really when this like wellness self-help even these personality brands around coaching etc like all of that was really starting to take off i think yeah. about like eight eight to ten years ago and that was a big role i stepped into it was a it was a really cool professional opportunity um i was the foundation was just getting started and i was hired essentially to oversee a book launch and program development and a, a, a brand and website build mm-hmm. so I was fortunate to be able to work with some very cool, um, you know, not only colleagues, but also contractors. And that really, that accelerated my ability to think think strategically and really yeah. like, what is the why here? Who are we trying to reach? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the data telling us? And also not at the same time, right, hold the original vision of, in this case, the founder and keep it all moving and Right. And all those pieces and everybody happy. Um, So that was a big effort. And again, I I learned a lot. And then I was there for a few years. And then about six years ago, I moved over to a company called Handel Group, which is also in the wellness space. It's executive and life coaching. It's actually the largest coaching firm in the world. Still a small company. It's about 65 employees, 10 million annual revenue. So a small company. Um, and I was brought over as their marketing director and then also entered their coach training program. So I, I, I do dabble in executive coaching. I have a small handful of clients still. Cool. Um, but but my full-time work was as marketing director. And over the years, um, I moved up a little bit in the org and at the end was just supervising a small team of six. So I think I'm I'm – I'm at the point now in my career where I consider myself skilled in leadership, skilled in, um, again, strategy, visioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to get mired down in the details. That's the work I like to give to probably people like yourself and others on your team in ter- you know, who are very skilled in content production, who are very skilled in um, you know, Google Analytics, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Who can build my UTM source codes for me. Like, sure. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love... I, I just I love bringing projects to life and people to life and brands to life and personalities to life and I know how to do it and yeah. I know how to find the people to make the thing work. Um, Very cool. You, and yeah, that's what I do. That's that's a great kind of founding story. Like okay, that all led to this and the wellness piece seems yeah. to have impacted. Yes, you know, definitely 
the name Head by Eleven, you this is your orbit. So yeah, yeah, thank you. Come full circle. Thank Um, you. You mentioned sort of growing people and bringing people to life. Mm -hmm. I just want to backtrack to the handle group just for a minute. Absolutely. You mentioned you started marketing, but then you also started Mm -hmm. coaching. Mm -hmm. How did that work? How did that look? You were in this role, and then did they say? Jill, you seem like you might make a great coach. Uh, It was actually flipped. It was flipped. Yeah. Um, So when I was at Namchak Foundation, um, I traveled a lot. And I went to New York a few times a year. And long story short, a friend introduced me to Hindal Group and was like, you should just kind of have a coffee and get to know them. Like, just kind of, she's a dear friend, so she knows my psyche. And... um, I did. And then I and then I opted to participate in what Handel Group calls their Design Your Life Weekend, which is essentially a life coaching weekend. Um, and it's a deep dive into you and in particular the ways that we hold ourselves back. And I I walked out of that weekend like, OK, this I need to do this work on myself. It was interesting. I've, I've been talking about this to a couple of people recently. Like it was less that I wanted to be a coach, which I which I do. I love coaching. It's a I can talk more about that. It's a yeah, it, it's a very fascinating thing to be doing with another human being. But um, I wanted to do the work like I wanted to understand more about my traits, um, my inner dialogue, my mindset and understand how probably unconsciously in some areas of life, not all. Right. But in some areas of life, I may have been like self-sabotaging. Like, OK, so I'm not quite having the results that I want to see. Like. Instead of blaming everybody else or nitpicking or staying rooted in kind of just unconscious storylines, like let's actually hack into that and get a little more active in terms of mindset. So long story short, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this coach training program because I want to kind of clean myself up, understand myself a little bit better. So I enrolled in the coach training program, which was expensive. So Mm. I went to their (laughs) – I went to the – I forget what her title was at the time, but like the president of Life Coaching Division. I was like, hey, I have this marketing background. Why don't I barter for my coaching training? Would you be up for that? So I kind of side hustled, right? So I did that for like four months, and um, they made me an offer for a full-time role in the marketing department. So I went over into marketing – I'm not going to lie to you. It was difficult to take on a new job, you know, full-time marketing and be doing this coach training work Yeah, because it involves like over the, over the course, it's a two-year training program. Whoa. Second year you're doing practice coaching. You know, it's, it's Hendo group. I have nothing but good things to say about like they take it seriously and really ask their coaches to do the same. Like if we're going to coach others on how to find more happiness in their lives what are you doing to actively pursue whatever happiness and fulfillment mean to oh, you? Okay. Yeah. So um, there's some, a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, certainly a high bar. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a sprint for a couple of years there and then graduated, had a handful of clients, but, but stayed in that marketing role. And then, um, yeah, co- you know, 2020, right? So COVID hits. Right. I've always had a dream of going out on my own. I'm, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a. I, I have a very strong independent streak. Yeah, there's some entrepreneurial <laughs> streak in, about it, and yeah. independence. Yeah. yeah, and I work hard, and I was like, you know, I just was like, I'm I'm working my ass off. Yeah. Why don't I work for myself? Yeah. So I set some personal goals financially, and um, just kind of looked at the year ahead, and was like, okay, I'm going to set a goal at the end of 2020, which you know wasn't exactly like it was COVID. So I was like, we'll see yeah. how this goes. Um, to to quit and to move into 
my role now. So I yeah. So this was January. So this was the end of 2020. Yeah. You stopped I working. Stopped working. Got yep. it. Yeah. And went full time, yep. self employed. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And how has the last few months been treating you? Has it been a it's mix of awesome. terror, roller coaster? How how um, how would you describe it for someone that's thinking about, you know, do I do I stay at my full time job? Do I consider yeah working? yeah. I mean, you and I were talking about this before, like, and you're like, are you more of a risk taker or, you know, and I'm like, I, I, I guess I am. But at the same time, I guess how, how I would propose to somebody to think about it is like, if you have a dream, understand that you can't just snap your fingers and your dream's going to happen the next day. But if you stay tuned to it and focused on it and just organize your time and your effort around that dream, you will get there. Might take a year, two years, three years, ten years, but yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. And a lot of it is just about. For me, it was just like reminding myself. You know, I had hard days. I had a lot going on. Like it, it was a, it was a corporate environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody in, uh, necessarily understood the Montana lifestyle, right? Where I'm like, okay, nice. I'm gonna go float to Smith. I'm unavailable, and they're like, you're unavailable completely. Like, yeah, yes. for a week. Yeah. Um, right. So I just had to remind myself a lot, like, okay, like you're, this is in service to who you want to be and what you want to create in your life. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Another big piece of that for me was, um, navigating how to honestly communicate to all parties involved about my vision. Right. And like, I didn't want to leave them in the lurch. So I strove to communicate like, hey, this I'm ta- I'm taking on this role, but this isn't going to be forever. I, I am still planning on leaving at the end of 2020. And, you yeah. know, just, just and they were very open to that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know. again, like kudos to that organization, like really encourages employees to just tell the truth about what you want to be yeah. doing. And it sounds like you were transparent. Like that's so key is just letting them know, hey, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Like all, everything yeah. that I had been managing is buttoned up and I'm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was it was like halfway buttoned up. I did my best. You did your best. <laughs> if they're listening, Jill tried. She really did. Um, that's that's funny. Yeah. So, one thing that we're curious about here, because you know we we are very much in the tactical weeds of marketing. Yes. Um, but you know we do from time to time get approached for. Okay, let's talk about rebranding. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about? Um, this might be a. a a pretty heavy question. Yeah. But like when somebody approaches you and says, I, I have this business. Um, I have this vision for a business. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have a business yet mm-hmm. and they want your help in creating the, the brand. Yeah. What, what does that mean for somebody that has a business idea? But right. It's, it's in their head and they can't get it down on paper. Is, yeah. is brand building the process of getting it down on paper or how would you describe that? What a great question. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think that's exactly where it starts, truthfully. Hmm. And brand brand building is always happening, even if your brand's been around for fifty odd years, right? You're you're always working at accurately telling your story and conveying your company values to the people you're trying to reach, whoever they are, right? So, yes, I think the first question, if somebody in that hypothetical, mm-hmm. the first question I would ask is, okay. What's your why, right? Like mm. Simon Sinek, like the, I, yeah. I'm a huge advocate of the why. We'll have to link that up, Travis, in the uh, description. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you have this vision, 
What, why, why are you trying to make a difference in some sector? Are you trying to impact people? Are you trying to solve for a specific problem? Are you trying to disrupt a sector? Like what's, are you trying to make a bunch of money? Like right. what's the what's why? What's the reason behind this yep. that you're about to devote the next five, 10 yeah. years of your life to, yeah. to building this thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so understanding that, right. And then understanding, cause a lot of times too, individuals, groups, entrepreneurs, like will have an idea for something, but not quite understand how to bring it to life. Like what's, and I don't know who's, who says this. So I don't know if you'll be able to link it in your show notes, but like, you know, there's the saying that like an idea is only worth as, as much as you're able to execute on it. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks for my idea, but I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if, if you take my idea and run with it. Right. So it's, right. so, it's, right. so understanding, um, that like do, have they specifically thought through is this a product is this a service is this a community build like what mm-hmm. is this exactly and of course it relates back up to their why etc yeah. um and truthfully Kyle at that point like it, it really starts to depend on the situation and who the person is yeah <laughs> and how right. much money is involved and, what, and where the money's coming and from what their idea is what, perhaps yeah. yeah right but like starting to, to understand and hopefully communicate back up smartly and diplomatically and all these things like here are the buckets of how to start to consider this like number one is financial like what's what what it might cost to have the impact you're looking to have Mm -hmm. right number two is operational capacity like what what that might look like initially um yeah and then and then number three and this is probably maybe even something to consider before the other two is who are you trying to reach is you know is it is it actually a paying customer? Is it more yeah. of just an audience persona in terms of like impact and influence that you're looking to have? And who is that person? Can we start to paint pictures of these persona persona or personas? Understand them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I and then I think too some values work and understand you know and and this this could come a little bit later, but like understanding with the founder maybe any other key people involved at the early stage, mm-hmm. what values we want to uphold, right? And then what I like to do with a client is after some of those initial conversations and understanding a little bit more of the lay of the land, it's creating what I call, and I think I've shared you this with you for this current project, is just a brand identity framework, which is only language at this point, but just captures vision, mission, values, mm-hmm. target audience. Um, I start to play there with hero language their unique value proposition. So you know what I mean by that. But essentially it's like once you understand this, essentially the impact or product or service, let's understand the competitive landscape a little bit. You know, we don't need to dive into full on market research at that stage, but like how are you different? And let's make sure, especially that this individual knows a little bit of the lay of the land of what they're might be getting into totally yeah i really like that it's sort of the foundation you're just desc- it, it seems like you're describing this foundation to then build everything else yes. on top of yes um yeah brand promise comes up a lot mm-hmm. with existing companies mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. what's your brand promise mm-hmm. that's different is that similar is that how yeah does that i would relate? see i would definitely see that as similar i don't okay. use the phrase brand promise although maybe i should like that you know that's a that's a good suggestion and i think a, a, like a, a question on top of that would be how do you keep it and how yeah. well are you doing at keeping it right and to and to also be willing as a brand to um, take yourself out of your own shoes and put and, and either like do the work through your focus groups or your surveys or whatever to really understand like okay this is how we think we're getting our brand promise across but right. what's 
What's the How external? are you receiving it? Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. I'm sure those are pretty telling if you bring in a focus group and yeah. you know, the people are the, the the team is watching from behind the glass. Yeah. That's how I imagine it to look at yeah. least. And, yeah. Or metaphorically even yeah, like or whatever. Sort of screen. That's not no, that's wrong. That's not yeah. what our company does, but that is the reality. And that's, truthfully, there can be some really interesting learnings in that and yeah. opportunities, right? Because it's so easy to again like have your blinders on when you're sitting in your own seat from your own perspective and to like really see how other people would, oh yeah, you're keeping your promise of X, Y, Z to me. And you're like, oh, X, Y, Z isn't even really in our promise. <laughs> yeah, how interesting that, that you feel that, right? So like keeping right. an ear out for those opportunities too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's usually important and it's often, um, often sort of worried about later mm-hmm. at a company. Like when should a, you know, if somebody comes to you with an idea, is that step one in your, in your mind? Is that, is that something that comes along only after you have paying customers? Where does, where should somebody listening that has a, a business idea mm-hmm. consider? Okay, I need to spend, you know, I need to spend some time thinking about just what you described. Yeah, I mean, I do what I do for a reason. Like, I think yeah. it needs to happen at the outset, Stage at one. the beginning. Yeah, step one. Um, it can happen alongside other processes for sure. You know, like if you are flying with an idea for a new app and you've got to get an MVP together, like get, get that developer working on something, like start iterating whatever your product is. Maybe get some users to tell you what's wrong with the tech itself. Exactly. You can get, you can collect like beta data while you're also doing this deeper thinking and deeper work and then start to integrate. In fact, that can actually be very productive because you can, again, take yourself out of your own seat and be like, okay, so I'm thinking this way and starting to Again, put this framework together. But meanwhile, people are using my product over here like this. And how interesting is that? And like allowing the two to interplay, I think, can be really cool. That's cool. Um, I know you've got a a meeting coming up here, Jill. We appreciate your time. Was there anything that we didn't talk about that you were hoping we would touch on? I know there's probably a lot of stuff. But um, in this quick episode on branding and Head by 11. Yeah. Uh, any, um, any questions that I didn't ask? Like, oh, Kyle, you should ask me this. I would love to learn, you know, if you're willing to give me the, I don't know, five to eight minute overview, just like for Pentler and you guys, like what are what are your, I'm, I'm saying guys because Travis, Travis is right there behind the, the yeah, camera. We do have some women on the team <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, but um like what's your what's your vision? Like where do you want to take this? Because I'm it's very I'm just kudos to you and what you've built and your team. Um, you know I'm a huge proponent of content marketing and I love how you've taken that on as a function of your company and are cool. and are walking the walk with with your content production and your your own storytelling. So I'm just yeah I'm, I'm curious like how that facet of your business integrates with your overall vision and where you're looking to take Pintler over Yeah, that's the years. a great question. I didn't know that the host <laughs> has become the guest on the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that reminds me of something I was reading recently that if you would ask, you know, Elon Musk to, or if you would ask to anybody, hey, describe the future of the electric car. Mm. You might have taken the Prius and said, well, it's like the Prius, but mm-hmm. three years later mm-hmm. or three years into the future. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a little faster. Maybe it's a little less boxy. Sure. But then you have these people like Elon Musk, you know, love yeah. or hate him. He has this vision for the yeah. electric car that is, you know, the the Tesla Model S seats seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can go from zero to 60 in under three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like sexier than an Aston Martin. You know, it's like the sleekest yeah. car. Uh, and nobody would have described the electric vehicle that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and he did. And so when you ask me, like, what's your vision three years in the future? You know, it's easy to sort of say, well, I hope we're a 
we are, we're a growing agency. We're a larger firm. And mm-hmm. that, of course, is true. I hope we you know, are working with really fun clients. Um, I also see Pintler Group as just a team of experts mm-hmm. and bringing those experts in-house. You know, Travis is sitting behind the lens. But when we brought Travis on, all of a sudden our video, our digital IQ just shot through the roof. Yeah. And we use those skills that we have under this Pintler Group umbrella to help other businesses grow. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be neat if, as the, as time goes by, we continue to have different ideas? Like GeoFly is a software that was built mm-hmm. in-house under mm-hmm. this umbrella. We take it to market. We produce content. We sell it. Uh, so everything we do on the marketing side for GeoFly like fails and we lost money or it succeeds and we get a great return on ad spend. Yeah. So that's real. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to do more things like that cool. with the team that we've assembled. Almost like a lab. Kind of like a lab. Yeah. Like a, kind Pintler of like a lab. lab. Like a, um, oh, like an incubator. Yeah. You know, you can have an idea, f- nurture it. Be like, all right, is this something that we want to yeah. move forward with and go from there? That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that's part of the vision. And then I recently got done reading Vivid Vision. Have you read this no, book? It's a no. pretty good book. I'll, we'll link to it up, Travis. But it talks all about, you know, instead of, maybe like a vision board with pictures mm-hmm. that people can really interpret mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. different ways. You like kind of outline what you want your world to look like in three years. It's not a forecast, mm-hmm. but it's like in three years, this is what we're doing. And then you sort of decide, well, how do we now get there? Yeah. Travis is familiar with this. Yeah. He's read it and said, this, this is pretty ambitious, Kyle, but <laughs> he's on board, I think. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my answer to that. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. The, we flipped spots. Nice yeah. Work. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you uh, for having yeah, me, Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll link up uh, when the website is is live. Definitely let us know. So okay, add it, thank add you it very here. much. Um, I know that sometimes it's like the, what's the saying? The cobbler's shoes. Yes, or, I've know. said this to somebody else recently. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely in that spot. The shoemaker's like, kids go shoeless, it's Something right? like that, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't have a website right now, guys. Sorry. It's TV t- to come. You can find but, me on LinkedIn. That's at it. At Jill Alvin. LinkedIn. <laughs> we will link up to the LinkedIn. Jill, have a great day. Thank you. See ya. Bye. That's a wrap. Thank you to Jill for joining us on Cutting Through the Noise today. If you have any questions about Cutting Through the Noise, about Pintler Group, or about Ahead by 11, check out today's show notes. Visit pintlergroup.com for more information, blog articles, podcasts, YouTube videos, all the things, and we'll see you next time.